Hey guys, before we get started with the episode, Claire and I want to talk about 4Athletics. 4Athletics.com, that's F-O-U-R athletics.com. We want to make sure that you're backing the color that you want for their leggings because uh, today's the last day, right? That they're doing the legging call. But yeah, the... uh the crowdfunding for their solid color leggings. Yeah, so you got to put your vote in. So are you team green? Are you team red? Are you team blue? Are you team purple? Claire, what team are you on? Which ones I'm, do you want? I'm team I'm team green with a very strong, with some very strong alliances on team purple. I've got an alliance with team purple. So go team purple! So go back the color that you want. That's for athletics, F-O-U-R athletics.com. The discount code is GGW. That lets them know that we sent you and builds our tribe. And you can also build the Four Athletics tribe by signing up to be an ambassador. Yeah. So head over to their website. Um, go find the the link to apply to be an ambassador. They're not looking for people who are crazy Instagram famous. They're looking for regular everyday folks who love hanging out in spandex. That is most likely you. And there's also, you know, um, they also have amazing men's stuff. And so if you are a dude who is listening and you're like, oh, if only, go do it. They definitely have also really awesome men's um, shorts. Their shorts are Brandon's favorite pair of shorts. Their shirts are so, so soft. They have an amazing pair of men's pants that Sandy actually wears all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you are a guy or a gal, go find their ambassador, the ambassador link to um, apply to be an ambassador. And really, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are exactly who they're looking for. Yes, and that's again for athletics.com, F O U R athletics.com, discount code GGW. Thank you guys so much for supporting for athletics. We love them and we love that this continues to grow our tribe. So thank you for that. And here's the episode. Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 208. I feel like I just said Joy. <laughs> like like I'm a French like I'm a French girl. <laughs> Je suis Joy. It's funny because my... Uh, <laughs> where's John Hay with the croissant when you need him? I know. Seriously. Important. My French family when I lived in France when I was in college couldn't... They can't say the J sound. It's a very harsh sound for their voice. And so they would all say right. Joy. They all say Joy. Joy, and they couldn't say it was around yeah it was around halloween that Mm -hmm. i was in france and so i was trying to explain halloween to them and the whole you know process of trick-or-treating and how we go outside and do trick-or-treating and i was trying to explain it to them my host mom was so cute because she couldn't say trick-or-treat because that's another really hard word just those are the the harsh r's and she'd be like (laughs) she couldn't say trick-or-treat it was so cute Oh, that's really funny. I miss them. Oh, guys. <laughs> I love them. They're like Martians. Oh, they're like Martians. We have a lot of um, questions to cover tonight. We do have a lot. Slash today, think, slash to whenever people are listening to this. Right. 
Um, yeah, we're just going to dive in because it'll just be kind of a fun, lighthearted episode, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or not. You never or know. Or it'll get heavy. You never know with these <laughs> questions. You never know with you people asking us questions. All right. The first one. We'll just dive right in. The first right. one's from Haven. Hi, Haven. Hey, Haven. He says, is it inappropriate for men to wear mandex in parentheses spandex in case he didn't think we knew what mandex was? Sure, sure. Or mites? AKA tights. That one I, I don't like calling mites as much because mites are t- small bugs. Yeah. Um, in the gym. This is a highly contentious issue I face at my gym. But seriously, what's the consensus? Okay. I do have an opinion on this. <laughs> Let's hear it, Joy. And I, uh, it, first of all, everyone just needs to be like, you do you. Wear whatever you want. But when I will just tell you my personal experience when I see coaches wearing really tight tights is... I I think it's fine if you're like in the class wearing tights because I'm not like having to stare at you the whole time. But when you're a coach, I'm like staring at you the whole time and you're like demoing movements and there's like things that are (laughs) highlighted. Also being demoed. (laughs) Whether you like it or not. And it's just, it makes you feel kind of like a pervert. You're like, (laughs) I can't look, like I don't want to be like looking up at the sky you know yeah, not paying but attention not but you're like well things. you're doing a thruster and i'm seeing you thrust a lot of things and your mandex okay. is like really highlighting it so that's my feeling but like if you're just taking a class and you want to wear mandex or tights i like more power to you i just i just need you coaches to know that if you're going to it's, wear that joy is distracted by your body i'm really distracted i, I mean am, am i alone I here yeah, I don't really feel like it's it's distracting for me, I guess. I don't really like I have no problem with it. Okay. Well, I didn't Even say I had coaches. a problem. I was no. I said it's distracting it and can be distracting too. And I'm like, "Wow, that's real but tight." As we've learned with high school dress codes, you shouldn't have to be kept from wearing something just because it might distract another person. Very true. However, <laughs> I see your point. So, Haven, I say go for it and everyone else should go for it. If you mm-hmm. want to wear mandex, do it. Yeah. I think it looks pretty comfortable. Like I don't I wouldn't want to wear like baggy shorts in the gym. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds like I mean most of me. the yeah. I wear leggings every day. I don't even wear I mean you wear booty shorts like all the time. You know, that's fair. I don't wear a lot of clothing when I work out. So I think that maybe it's a little bit of a double standard that I'm doing right now. But I think it's I'm not going to overthink it. I just think no, it's don't very... It. Don't it's, apologize for the, your reaction. I'm not. I'm, gonna sta- I'm staying with my words. Okay. Next okay. question. <laughs> we got to move on or we, we'll be here all night. Yep. Okay. I underwear, really like... Oh, go ahead. Underwear, under leggings or booty shorts or no? We've covered this. I oh, am pro gosh. underwear. Joy is anti-underwear. No underwear ever. I uh, definitely underwear. We've talked. Yeah. How could you not remember our the answer? Papa Lab, the Papa I know. Lab, in the Papa Lab <laughs> episode. Okay. Favorite CrossFit shoe? Okay, I am really loving the Reebok Grace. I'm still a Nano girl. The Grace, I like. I do. I take it to my running workouts, but the toe box is too big for me. Oh, interesting. I thought it was going to be too small, and it's not. Oh. And I really love it because the other thing that I love about it is it has like an extra little sock around your ankle that gives you yes, extra support. Like neoprene. Yep. And it is great. I cannot tell you how many times I go to the gym and I wear anklet socks. I'm really into the anklet socks right now. Not anklet, but like, you know, whatever. No, 
the, the no-show socks? Yeah, the no-show socks. And so I, yeah. uh, every time I wear uh, Metcons, my socks get pulled under and I have to keep oh, taking my shoe off. Oh, I want someone to invent a sock that does not pull down in your shoe. Can that happen? Yeah. And I know that they make the ones with like the lip on the on the heel that's kind of like a no, little bit. No, but those are uncomfortable no. for, in their own reason. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I do not want that. I want a sock that's going to stay on. Like the footy socks, even when you, when you wear yep. footy socks for nice shoes, completely useless i mean do those stay on your feet or maybe i'm buying the wrong size but it could I, anyway no so, i don't wear them okay so back to the question is i like the i like, the, like Reebok. the grace i like the nano i like the grace mm-hmm. you're in what is your number one food with no breaks oh food with no breaks so if we were gonna talk about two months ago i'd say pb2 but i thought you're just trail mix and trail mix. Anything. That, well, I guess here's the thing. It'd be like in my house. I'd have to be careful with it. I never bought trail mix because I knew it was right. like dangerous. So, yeah, I in my house, PB2, which no no longer is in my house. And uh, definitely trail mix. Like zero, zero breaks. Ugh. That was the question, too. Somebody said, Joy, are you still eating PB2 or gum? Have you gone back to it? Okay. So, no. PB2 is completely out of my my kitchen oh my and my life no more and i don't know if i'll go back to it Ooh, before i forget claire i want to i'm going to write this down because i don't want to forget to ask you is if you've had if you've noticed any mood swings with food because i had mm. a question about that but okay so i would say that um so no bb no pb2 and then gum <laughs> i jumped back on the gum train this week and i gotta stop because it's definitely something i i noticed myself falling back into the deep dark hole Mm. And because my someone, the person who wrote that question was so cute because they're like, I have like a half a pack a day. And I'm like, yep, I'm right there with you. Like, I just keep shoveling it in my mouth and then I just chew it for yeah. a little bit and then I spit it out. And put, so I don't like that habit. I just don't. It's like kind of gross. So I'm hoping to wean myself back you off have, gum. You have no gum chill. Nope. No gum chill. Okay. The same person asked, if you had to choose between the assault bike and the rower, which should you choose? I haven't done a lot on the assault bike. Our gym doesn't have, the gym I'm at doesn't have one. I, I would say the same. We have two assault bikes, but we don't do a lot of wads with them. So I can't really speak to. I feel like I would pick the assault bike just for the novelty of it. Sure. Because I don't really do it that much. Exactly. When I have done it, it really sucks. So I'm going to say, yeah. uh, I'm going to say rower just because I haven't really done the assault bike, but I'm sure that, yeah. I'm sure the assault bike is one of those things you love to hate. Yeah. Maybe, except for Shelly Eddington. She didn't like it. She sure did not. Um, favorite workout songs. What's the one song that gets you pumped or pushes you through that dark place in a wad every time? Okay. So we have a, luckily, our gym did this a long time ago, and we have a 5.30 a.m., 6.30 a.m. class playlist that we just keep rotating songs. I love any, I can't say it's one particular song, but anytime something comes on like uh, Green Day, like old school 90s punk. Mm-hmm. I love punk. And uh, who's the cutie patootie? Oh, my gosh. Bruno Mars. Anything Bruno Mars. If Justin Timberlake comes on, game is over. Like, I am all about the JT. Like, right now, the Can't Stop the Feeling song. If that song comes on, I'm like, I can do 10 wads right now. I think it's any song that, like, makes me happy. Like, that song. Or, like, Footloose, I love, which I know is ridiculous. Or I Want to Dance with Somebody mm-hmm. by Whitney Houston, which mm-hmm. I also know is ridiculous. Like, these are not pump-up songs. But the reason I like them is because they, like, snap me out of my mind and just, like, make me want to dance and, like, totally. laugh. Totally. And they just, like, 
Take, yeah. They bring me out of the deep dark hole. Exactly. Like I I am not a fan of songs that are like super intense super and crazy. Intense, yeah. But if they're happy and dancey songs, I'm like, okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like when or we like doing... happy, like uh, Pharrell Williams, anything Pharrell. Yeah. yeah. Anything that I can like dance to if I'm like in the, uh, trying to take a break from wall balls and I can do a little dance and just like get me out of my head. That's exactly. Exactly. And I like your little dances. Yes. You know, um, who's going to win the games this year? Lord almighty. I really want to see Tia Claire to I think it's either going to be right? Tia or Tia, Carol Reason Tebow. Wait, is it Tia Claire to me? What's Tia Claire. Name? Okay. Tia Claire. I either um, want to see Tia Claire or Carol Reason Tebow. Why am I? Wait, who's the other one? Carol. Carol Reason Tebow. Last name Reason Tebow. First name Carol. She is the one who won the South Regional. She beat Camille. Oh, but okay. she like set an event record. She just kind of came out of nowhere, which is those are the people you got to keep an eye on who like they kind of just are quiet the whole weekend. Or I don't know. How do we feel about China Cho? I love China Cho. I mean, I love her. But... And I mean, can we just put a shout out for uh, Emily Abbott? I would love to see I her just like love Emily Abbott. Kick some love ass. To her crush it. We were, Joy and I are thinking about doing that Girls Gone Our X competition this this fall that we've done a couple times in the past, and, and we need a third um, team member. Well, we probably don't need one anymore, but we were like, we should totally invite Emily Abbott. I mean, <laughs> just low key. It, that would be Emily so amazing. Up. She just rolls in and. And we like, we still probably wouldn't win, but we w- it would just be. Fun. Right, but we would still win the fundraiser, and we she would be, she'd fundraiser. be happy about that. So I, I agree with you. I think Tia Claire would be yeah, right or up I could there. I think Carol Raisin Tebow. Would love to see Margot Alvarez kicking some ass Margo. and rank up there. So, okay. We, I mean, And I don't on. care about the men. I really but don't. But I think, I like, <laughs> I like um, Brent Fikowski a lot. Ben Smith. He seems like, I just he go is. off of like whether or not they're nice. So I, I want yeah, nice people to win. Yeah, I like Brent Fikowski and I like, um, I don't know. I mean, it's probably going to be Matt Fraser again. So I know. Cool. Matt Fraser, yeah. Okay. What mm-hmm. is your all-time favorite guilty pleasure food? So, okay, I'm just going to answer this like straightforward because I really kind of want to go into the guilty pleasure thing. <laughs> I'm not going don't to. It, Joy. No, you know I'm not. Means. I know what she means. Um, I say pancakes. I love pancakes so much. That is a good one. So much. Mine is either nachos or chicken McNuggets. Oh, yeah. all right. Okay. I won't eat chicken McNuggets anymore because I know what's in them, but I wish so bad that that was not the case. I wish okay. I could eat them and not feel disgusting. Sure. Um, Mara asked for some would you rather, so we'll get to, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite CrossFit movement? You know what I'm really into right now is, uh, the butt blaster and it's not really a oh. CrossFit movement, but yeah, I've been that's doing, like a, that's like a dancer size movement. <laughs> I know. Okay. So I guess, and I've been just doing that because it totally, so I would say let's couple it with a pistol because I really okay. like working on that. I feel like it's a weakness, nice. but strengthens like everything in my butt. Yeah. I mean, I love double unders, mm-hmm. and I also love anything to do with sleds. They're hard uh, as shit, but they just make me feel like such a badass. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. I will sleds say are so hard, but I just feel like so can I, cool can, when I do them. Um, can I pick a second one? Like runner up, I want to say overhead squat. I love so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's another fave. I also, I really am loving hang. Or, not even just hang power cleans, but just power cleans right now. Because all I did when I was pregnant was hang power cleans, and my elbows got so fast. And you so have some I have crazy like, elbows. Yeah. <laughs> so I just... You're so fast, excited. crazy fast elbows. elbows now. Um, what is on your summer bucket list? Ooh. Okay. We're going to do a 14er with Brandon. Mm-hmm. We are going to the CrossFit Games, and we're going to meet a lot of really fun people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Claire and I, we talked about this, is we have so many things that we want to do when we go to the games, but we're really trying to scale it and just not over plan because every time we get there, we're just like, <laughs> we're so overwhelmed. So I think the we're goal like for that... Pay- kids at Disneyland. Yeah. I think the goal for that would be to connect with... Um, as many people as possible, but still enjoy the games and just like, I don't know, do some recording there. So um, have a successful CrossFit Games trip. Um, Scott turns 40 this week. I kind of want to just like, I don't oh, know. Fun. We have like ever since our Sheree Chan episode, I've been really thinking about <laughs> eating my words and doing like a vision board with him, even though he'll like oh want to like poke his eyes out. But that's really important to us. And we can get to that like later in a marriage hack question. Yeah. But um, as far as like the summer goes... Yeah, I think 14er is a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to yeah, leave it at that. We're doing the incline on Saturday this week, which this this episode will air after that. But yeah, that'll be fun. With um, Emily I really like to Strong. go camping with Miles. That's a good like, one. Even if it's just car camping, I would I would like to do that. Um, yeah, I think those are my big ones. All right. Okay. Um, what is the three word phrase you would tell yourself one year ago? Now we're starting to get deep. Holy moly. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, okay. I have mine. Do you have yours? Uh, yeah. So it's mine, nice. mine would be take it easy. And okay. I, the, and I would just want to say briefly, cause I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole with this. But I, the reason that I think of that was a year ago right now is I was kind of like in the depths of the really difficult macro counting crap. And, uh, I was just in a really bad place. So I would just tell myself, Take it easy, young lad. I think mine would be it gets better. Because hmm. like this time last through? year, I was still coming out of postpartum depression. Yes. And I had just started, Brayden had just started school. I had just started work. We had just put Miles in daycare. Last June was nothing, like last summer, I mean, everything is transitions for us, it feels like. But then, yeah, last June was like nothing but transitions for us. And we were just really, you know, like couldn't keep our heads above water. Mm-hmm. So that would be mine. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. I don't want to repeat any. And I'm like reading back through. I think those are all like the really high level fun ones. Do you want to do a couple would you rathers? Sure. All right, let me think if I can think of one. Um, <laughs> you always come up with these like so fast. It's always very impressive. <laughs> um, let's see. Would you rather only be able to do strict pull-ups in a workout for the rest of your life or have to do twice as many burpees in every workout that they're programmed in forever hmm i'm gonna go with twice as many burpees Ugh. well i can't do strict pull-ups but i would pick that one because no i don't want to do more burpees i i'm not i have, to, I'd have to get good at strict pull-ups right away yeah yeah um okay would you rather um have to crossfit in uh ski boots or barefoot barefoot for sure yeah that was a bad one actually mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, they don't always go that well. <laughs> Ski boots or high heels? Oh my. Oh my God. Those are both so like horrible. Like you're going to either break your knee or break your ankle. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, I would say high heels only because I wear them more than ski boots. So I might be a little yeah. bit more practiced. I don't know. I, I would say high heels because ski boots are just so heavy. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine doing no. anything in ski boots. Oh, Although yeah, like, you can you're... squat in ski boots super well because your sure. heels are elevated. Yeah. But other than so that. Some ski boots so kind of depend on the okay. wad, I guess. All right. Fair enough. 
um okay let's try one more and then i'll come back to this how about um would you rather hmm, have to run a 5k backwards or have to do it on your hands oh god backwards for sure yeah can you imagine really <laughs> okay no that would be but I feel like running backwards, the only like the only time in my life I've ever run backwards was like the closest to getting rabbed I've ever done. I've ever okay, gotten. you cherry picked a workout, so you need to practice more. That's the problem. <laughs> you no, just... the reason that I cherry picked it was because the last time I did it, I like literally couldn't walk for a week because my calves were so swollen. They were oh. it wasn't even swollen; it was like fluid, like legit, oh, like early bear. stages of rhabdo. Oh no. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, because it's like that eccentric movement of yeah. your calves that you never do. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's move on. We'll come back to that. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Can we ask oh, the therapist question? One? Okay, go. Which documentaries... Okay, she says, which documentaries on CrossFit food and fitness do you enjoy? But there aren't that many of those. Yeah. So I, let's just say, which documentaries do you enjoy and would you recommend? Okay. Well, I mean, for the CrossFit, I love any of the CrossFit Games documentaries that they've done. Yeah. Like the Fittest on Earth Fittest and all those Earth, are yep. just like so fun. Um, they're real, yeah, they're well, they're pretty well done. Yeah. I get kind of weirded out by like the food documentaries because back like that's kind of before when I when it threw me into being a vegan and uh, not that it would do that again. But I'm just like, I know that there's some crazy shit that goes on with your food. So um, I did like <laughs> I did that like uh, uh, what was the one where he does the juicing like fat, sick and nearly dead. Oh, yeah, that I, I thought he one. was really cute. He was really cute. So fat, sick and nearly dead is just like a cute documentary i wouldn't say like you know go out and just drink juice for the rest of your life but i really liked no. the approach that he took i thought that was really cute um what about you like have you watched any i mean i the like middle- chef's table does that oh yes i love chef's table that that totally counts um otherwise the i don't really watch a lot of documentaries to be honest with you the minimalist guys Although, um moana is on netflix now so that's big news in my life hey there's also a new netflix show called glow about the uh, oh. gorgeous la- ladies of wrestling that was a big thing in the 80s. And uh, so there's a documentary about actual, like a real documentary about Glow. And then they just did a new Netflix series coming out uh, that looks pretty awesome. Like coming off of Wonder Woman, which I know you loved. I haven't seen it yet, so don't yes. spoil it for oh me. Oh my gosh, you have to but see it. But I know, so I'm good. so excited. Um, so I'm, I cried, Joy. I, I don't believe that. I do not believe you shed I know, a tear. I did. I cry. I shed like five tears during the Amazon <laughs> battle scene because I was just like so I have never had like such a strong reaction of just like sheer badassery yeah like I it seems silly that you would get emotional about that but I did and I have heard from other people that they did as well and I think the movie like the box office results need to include that in their review that Claire yeah. Cook Claire shed cried. Shed five tears. I did. Five and tears. then that's way worth the box, like more than the millions you of dollars at the moment. So Glow, I'm definitely super into. I want to get, to, I want to watch that when it comes out. I watched The Keepers. I was obsessed with that. Obsessed with The Keepers. And then uh, Mommy Dead and Dearest was crazy documentary. So those are like total murder type yeah. documentaries. But like the health stuff, I listen to more podcasts around that content. Yeah. I'm not so much. Okay, so some... that actually leads into the next question. Oh. Joy, latest non-NPR, non-cross-related podcast obsessions, which, by the way, for anyone who ever wonders this, all you need to do is subscribe to our newsletter, Yep. which go to girlsgonewadpodcast.com forward slash newsletter, and every month, 
we send out a newsletter that includes like five or six of Joy's latest podca- podcast recommendations. Yep. And I listen to them and recommend only the best for you guys. Yes. I listen to Happier in Hollywood is one of, is one of my new obsessions. So that is by Gretchen Rubin's sister. Why can I not? I always want to uh, say Gretchen Wieners when you say Gretchen I Rubin. I know. <laughs> Liz and Sarah. And I cannot remember their full names, but uh, you know who they are. So it's Happier in Hollywood. And they talk about, they're both writers in Hollywood. And so they kind of go through um, just living a very busy life and how to manage the stress of living in Hollywood. And there's a lot of, at first I was like, okay, is this going to just be for people who live in LA? But it's really not. It's a really good, I get a lot of good inspiration about just like mindset around work and and your goals and stuff like that. Um, I really love Death, Sex, and Money. I love how I built this. I listen to that religiously, and it comes out every Monday, so it's kind of like a good way to start the week. Note to Self is another favorite. I just got into the crime and sports guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, you tagged them. They're so funny. So it's crime in sports, and these two comedians talk about actual crimes that happen in sports, and I... They're, you know how like my my favorite murder girls like talk about stuff it's pretty serious and it's not that they're they're not trying to take it take humor into something that's devastating but they're just talking about like oh my gosh how, how, cra- how crazy it. is this and yeah the guys just have a dynamic that is i i found myself laughing out loud which i don't do a lot with podcasts um i love i'm trying to think of i'll do like two more that i listen to i really i religiously listen to beautiful anonymous with chris gethard i love his show and mark Marin's show wtf it's pretty pretty much always on my rotation i listen to a lot though i comb through a bunch of different ones and sometimes i'll listen to like a half of of an episode and i'll be like no this is not good um like i some of my guilty pleasure ones is i do i'll sometimes go through rupaul um he has a podcast and so sometimes i'll go through his because he has actually some really good guests and interviews on um but as far as like entertainment type stuff, I know there's like a lot of reality show stars that do podcasts and I just can't get into it because I don't watch reality shows anymore, really. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite app? Well. Maybe like your top three. I guess top three. Um, let me think. <laughs> it's okay. If we're just talking about like convenience and things I absolutely use every single day, it would be I love the... <laughs> Wonderground app. It's like the weather app and it's just mm-hmm. way more interactive than the Apple weather app. I love the Starbucks app because I use that to order my mobile order every time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. I know. That is next level, Joy. It's so sad, but it saves me so much time. I like every time I go to Starbucks and I don't use my mobile order, guarantee there's like one person in front of me ordering 10 drinks. And I'm like, this would have been so solved if I just ordered on my mobile app. <laughs> okay. And then I would say the other one, I do social media, like with our, I would couple Facebook, Instagram and our pages yeah. app because we're constantly using yeah. those for, for the brand. I, I would say Instagram, VSCO, VSCO, VSCO. VSCO. Yeah. I use that and over for a lot of our um, Instagram stuff. I use, um, and then there's a daycare app that Miles' daycare has. And then I use the Pinterest app all the time. Hmm. I'm real big into Pinterest. If you guys don't follow me on Pinterest, I have like legitimately 11,000 pins. I've been on Pinterest since like 2009. I remember that when you were blogging, I would follow you. What what do you do mostly on Pinterest? 
it just var- it varies wildly. Like right now I'm pinning a bunch of house ideas. When I was pregnant, I like pinned nothing but like nursery and like maternity stuff. It just like depends. And, and the nice thing is like I got it before I even got engaged. So like it's I have boards for every. Well, I think I'm going to delete it actually my wedding board. I don't know why I did that. But um, yeah, I just have boards for everything. Like I have a health and goals board. I have like a closet board, a quotes board, an interior design. Brandon has his own board. I have boards for recipes and paleo recipes, separate boards. I went for crafts. I went for travel. I have one for tattoo ideas. I have one just for like images of like cool places I want to go to. I, anyway, I'm not, I have a lot. It's so like your, it's like call me. My board. username. Yeah. My username is Claire Cook too. Like the number two. Um, and my last name is K-O-C-H in case you guys didn't know. Um, okay. How about your favorite holiday? What's your favorite holiday? Holiday. Um, <laughs> Sandy, don't get mad. Um, I really, okay, this is going to sound so stupid, but I love Halloween. And I'd say it sounds stupid because I rarely like get into the spirit and like deck the house out and get dressed up. But Halloween for me is kind of like this beautiful middle ground of like falls in the air and I love pumpkin and then it's like the hope of Christmas and you know Thanksgiving the best time of year it's the best time of year because it's not too cold and there's always like a sunny day and yeah I love and I always want to every year we want to plan this I you and I should do this go ghost hunting I want to go stay at the Stanley Hotel you bought us a group on a couple years ago we never even used it yeah we didn't because the company like completely just bailed and never wrote us back (laughs) Yeah, because ghost hunting's not real. It is. Um, um, okay, I'm going to steal a few more fun questions. If you guys have not listened to the Balanced Bites episode 300, go st- stop this podcast and go over and listen to that podcast with Diane Sanfilippo and um, Liz Wolf. And I'm bl- Wolf, gosh, I was like, it's right there. And then, but it's um, Cassie Joy from Fed and Fit who asks them all the questions. And it's just such like the cutest little dynamic. Aww. And it's an Ask Us Anything episode. And they have like 50 questions they just go through. And they're really cute questions. So go over there and listen to that because it's such a, just a cute listen. But I want to steal some of their questions. Okay. And then we can get into the more serious questions. Okay. Um, What is a food you've never tried but want to? A food I've never tried but want to. Oh, and then maybe what's the most adventurous thing you've ever eaten also? Well, when I lived in France, I had escargot, and that was uneventful. It just tastes like butter because everything's covered in butter. Because everything's just butter. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a lot of adventurous things. I've had nurse shark. I've eaten alligator. I've had a rattlesnake. I've had snapping turtle. Are all these things that Brandon caught with his bare hands when he lived in the wild? Yes. In the, <laughs> yes, in the, in the wild ocean. <laughs> Um, I don't know why I have had that those types of things, but they've all been fine. I mean, I have never had anything where I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I don't like sea urchin. I've had sea urchin. That's not, not my favorite. One thing I've never eaten that I would like to eat. I guess I would say, I, you know, I... I just want to go to like a really, 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 really fancy like chef's table that's exactly what i was gonna say i want to go to the one in chicago where the guy legit puts a tablecloth out and like paints a picture with food on the table yeah i want to go to there that and you have to like buy like our five thousand (laughs) dollars per per dish spend all our girls gone wad money on one meal (laughs) it'll be worth it we'll just liquidate our assets (laughs) it'll be totally fine okay um okay Let's go back over to some, well, let's do like one more fun question. Um, hmm. Now I'm having a hard time finding one. 
What is your favorite restaurant meal? This kind of goes off of the one I just asked. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of all the places. Okay. I Scott and I go to this restaurant right by our house. It's called Sloan's Bar, Bar and Grill. It's such an easy place to go to when we're just tired and we just want to hop over and get something really quick. Mm-hmm. And they have this... I, we always get the uh, peel and eat shrimp for an appetizer. And they, it, it comes in this huge bucket of ice with just so much goodness so we eat peel and eat shrimp and then i get this awesome ahi tuna salad that has just the most amazing wasabi dressing it's just delicious yeah it's amazing so that's like our go-to what's your favorite meal that you cook at home like your Mm. favorite not like your most common what's your favorite thing to cook at home most favorite To be honest, I love anything we grill is so much fun. Like we always go to Whole Mm -hmm. Foods and we'll just get a bunch of stuff to grill. And they have these awesome cowboy burgers that I am in love with. So we'll do cowboy burgers and just grill a bunch of veggies and grill corn on the cob. I just love the feeling of like putting stuff on a grill and being outside and then like bringing everything in. Or sometimes we'll eat on the deck and just get some drinks out. And yeah, even in the winter, we'll like make it work because I love grilling so much. That's awesome. Yeah. I think my favorite meal we make at home, my favorite meal from a restaurant is tacos, obviously. Obviously. My favorite meal we make from home is, I also love the Brussels sprouts at Pinche. Oh, they're so good. Mm. And at home, I really like, um, we don't do it very often because it makes a huge mess, but I really love the Paleo General Tso's chicken from the cookbook Gather. Mm. It's so good. I would eat it at every meal if someone would come over and make it for me. But it's just really labor intensive because you have to like chop up the chicken into small pieces and you have to like, you know, coat it with the topping and then you have to fry it in these small batches. And it anyway, it's a pain in the butt. I saw you recently so did good. that cauliflower. The yeah, the whole paleo. roasted cauliflower. I did that, that too. Tomorrow night too. It's and it was so delicious. Good. Yeah. It was yeah, the first time so I've ever easy. done that. It was so easy. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Love yeah, it. go to Nom Nom Paleo. Look for her whole roasted cauliflower recipe. You guys do it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can dive in now to some bigger questions. Okay. Joy, as a therapist, how do you keep your private life private while being a public figure? Have you ever had a client say they listen to the podcast? And if so, how did you respond? <laughs> I'm laughing because this has happened multiple times. And it's always really weird. It's kind of like when uh, Janicean says seeing a teacher outside of school is like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs. <laughs> it's kind of how you feel. And uh-huh. and so, yes. So there, I have like a few answers to this question, but I'll, I'll keep it brief. Is that I, because I'm a manager now, I'm in, I'm in a different role. So I'm not really seeing patients as often as I, as I was before when I was seeing patients, like six or seven patients a day. But when I was seeing patients uh, all day, every day, I would definitely get people who would come in and say, oh, I, by the, like, at the very end, like, by the way, I listened to your podcast. And I'd be like, then I'd have to address it. And I'd say, okay, so in the therapy world, if that comes into play where it's um, interfering with our progress and interfering with our counseling relationship, then we have to address it. So I would just have to make sure that that's known and that that is very separate. Right, because if you, if like you're, you have your first appointment with you and you just Google your name, it's probably the first thing that comes up. Exactly. So, and people are Googling therapists, let's be honest. Like people want to know who they're going to see. So, um, so yeah, I I just have to make it very, I have to make it very clear that if that's something that will be interfering with our progress, because this is all about the patient, then I would say, then we'll have to transfer it. But please let's keep the discussion going. Like I'd have to keep, 
I'd have to keep it like in the forefront. Mm-hmm. But I also try not to make it a big deal if they're not making it a big deal. So it's like, I'm not going to, you know, say, so did you yeah. listen to the podcast this week? Like, that's definitely nothing I would even come close to saying. But um, yeah. if they bring it up, I have to bring it up. But as far as like at work, there are some people like in different departments who've approached me and just been like, oh, I listened to your show. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And it's part of me, like in my mind, I want to go to a place where I'm like, oh shit, I wonder what they've heard about my life. <laughs> but I just yeah, can't like, go there. Like you're, it's going to happen. You just have to be like, all right, cool. Yeah. My boss started listening to our podcast. I don't know. I don't think she listens to every single one, but I think she's just kind of been listening to a few here and there. And I don't know if she listens like the whole episode, but I'm like, oh God, there, I have talked about a lot of like really personal stuff on here. Right. And like, I really, really like my boss. I don't, you know, like she never would hear anything and like take it the wrong. Like she is like the the epitome of positive intent, which all, you know, I can't say enough about having a boss like that, yeah. but still yeah. it's like, man, I don't want that to cross over too much. Like, yeah. But I think it's like you and I keep, keep this completely separate. So I have, yeah. I kind of set the standard at work that when I'm at work, I'm a completely different person. So, and I am yeah. like, I truly, if, if any of you listeners saw me at work versus how I am here, it is like night and day. So, um, yeah, I think that's just kind of like the other piece. Like if someone says they listen to my show or like, you know, Hey, I listen to the podcast. I'll be like, okay, cool. And I don't even talk about it. Cause I'm like, that's different. Like I can't really have the two worlds in like commingle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's talk about food for a minute. So the first one, how would you respond to critics of Whole30? For example, those who think it can lead to disordered eating after the fact or that taking out whole food groups for most people isn't necessary. I think there's going to be critics. I think both of those things are true. Absolutely. I think they, I think you're going to find critics to whatever you do. And I think that, uh, I don't know, Claire, did you have to respond to people, you know, like in your personal life when you did the Whole30? Not this time, but early on, I sure, I for sure did. And I think people at this point in my life are used to like whatever Claire's just like doing some weird health thing again. <laughs> but like uh, my f- my friends and family have gotten to the point where they will ask me like, what are you eating right now? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm eating such or I'm not eating whatever I am eating, whatever. And um, but when I first started doing it, I think, first of all, both of those points are valid. I think there are definitely people for whom the whole 30 may lead to disordered eating patterns. And I think that you need to be honest with yourself if you are worried that that might happen. And we talk about this in our whole 30 bonus episodes that the whole 30 is not for everyone. No. Um, specifically for people who are very, very quick to get stuck in a black and white thinking trap and like, don't think that they could, you know, kind of transition in a healthy way back into a normal kind of day to day life. Um, and not to say that you have to just go back to eating the way that you were, but like the fact that, you know, you can't transition out of thinking about it all the time. Um, and then taking out whole food groups for most people isn't necessary in the long term. I think that's the biggest thing. And that's how I respond to people is like that very well may be true for a lot of people in the long term. That being said, there is no harm done whatsoever in removing certain and you're not removing certain food groups. You're mo- removing certain um like inflammatory that, foods, right? Is that right? You're re- you're yeah. removing certain things that are known to cause an inflammatory response in a in a lot of people, and you're just I I very much would position it as like I totally see what you're saying. I I agree that the, that can you know that that's true for some people. For me, I am curious to know what foods in my diet may be contributing to an a, an inflammatory response that I either am not aware of or that is manifesting as something that I wouldn't necessarily relate to my diet. You know, none of us have a perfect bill of health all the time. And I think if you, you know, that 
should be the reason that you're doing it first and foremost anyway is like I want to be a healthier person and I'm just curious to know if any of these foods are taking away from my health without me knowing it and I'm not going to be able to know that unless I remove them from my diet for a while Mm -hmm. and no one will argue with you when you say right right but I think those are good points. Do you ever get to um, a point? I just have a really quick question because I would agree with you and I don't really have much else to add to that. But um, did, do you ever have a point in your life where you kind of look back and you're like, oh my God, my family must think I'm nutty because every time I see them, I'm doing something different, like with my diet. <laughs> it feel, no, or it feels that way. I don't think so because okay. I think like... Because sometimes I, I, I worry about that. I'm like, do they think I'm just like a nut? Because I'm always... They're like, oh, can you eat this? Can you eat this? I'm like, ugh, am I that bad? No, I just don't let it bother me. I'm just like, I think the other thing for me is like, I do have some very legitimate food sensitivities that I'm okay with ignoring sometimes, but like for the most part, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. And especially after doing this lot, this most recent whole 30, like I've just was reminded how good I feel when I don't eat that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's, it, it's a lot easier to make, to draw those boundaries, but I just don't give a crap what other people think Yeah, when it comes to my diet. I'm like, you do you, if you, like, I'm not judging you for having donuts for breakfast every morning. Don't judge me because I don't eat grains. Right. It goes both ways. Um, okay. This one's a little bit deeper. There have been discussions on several episodes about how exercise and food intake should not be a transactional relationship. I dream of getting to a place where it's no longer a, trans- a transaction. How did you get there? I know this is a loaded question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does it just take time and a lot of self-talk? Realistically, I know it's not a transaction, but every day my mind just isn't there yet. Oh, okay. Um, this, I feel like, is just such a... It's tough. It's tough, and I, I almost feel like I don't want to dishonor this question or you know downplay it by just giving a... Sim- it's not a simple answer. So no, this is probably that something that would require... It's a whole episode. It's a whole episode, and... It requires so much personal journey exploration that, yeah, I I just... The the biggest thing that I would say is that it's not just like you wake up one day and the switch is flipped. I think Mm -hmm. just like with anything, anything in your life, any thought pattern or habit or anything that you have to change, you never fully forget or lose sight of what it was like to think or, you know, to think the other way or have a different habit or have a different addiction or have a different, you know, life, you just have, you start to just have more days in the positive than the negative. And then eventually you get to the point where, you know, it's more like 99% of the time instead of 50, 50, you know, starts out as maybe 20, 80, and then it goes to 50, 50. And then eventually you get to 95, five. And you like, I still definitely will have moments where I'm like, have to, kind of remind myself like hey look like like don't overthink this just eat what you want to eat yes and i i think the i'm just going to speak from my personal experience because i think this this is so individual for everyone but i the thing that really uh, hit me was when again we're talking to nicole christensen and she was like well if you feel guilty about your workouts then you haven't dialed in your diet and that was very that just took it planted a seed and i wasn't really aware of how poor of a relationship I had with food and then kind of working through that over the macro counting and kind of going extreme on that side and then kind of rebounding back it I think what hit for me was the experience that I've talked about on previous episodes that I've worked so hard my entire life I've gone to the point where I lost a lot of weight on macro counting I was miserable I had horrible side effects and I kept you know I've done all the workouts I've tried everything I've taught all the classes I've ran all the marathons and my body is going to be my body at the end of the day and I did not 
appreciate it for what it was doing for me. And instead I was constantly trying to beat it up and I was so exhausted. And so I think that that is when it really started to click for me more that, oh, this is a really unhealthy relationship, all of it together. This is like a dysfunctional family going on in my brain and my body. So they're all fighting against each other. And that's when I just, I was like, I'm going to do an experiment. Like I'm talking to myself saying this, I'm going to do an experiment. I'm just going to see if I can relax a little bit. And day by day, I'd just be like, oh, that's a thought that's, it's very cognitive behavioral therapy type stuff where you're like, you notice the thoughts and then you're like, oh, interesting. My body and my brain are really trying to go back to that place again. So I'm just going to relax. I'm going to do some deep breathing. And it took step by step those little those little gains to really get to a point where I was like, I got to relax about this. I'm so I'm just so fed up with doing the the other way because it's just not getting me anywhere. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing is like it doesn't just happen overnight. You don't just wake up one morning and think like, well, duh, I can't believe I didn't see that before. Like it really is a process. And I think you've definitely this person who's asking has begun the process just by saying like, I want to get there. And I think, you know, just starting that process of self-examination, like it might take a couple of months or years to get to like retrain yourself. But it really is a a long, tough, very personal Keep putting in, in the work. And I always say that it took us a long time to get here. It took us Mm -hmm. a long time to get where we are with the patterns we've developed in our lives. So please be nice to yourself, (laughs) be gentle, that it is going to take just as long, if not more, to kind of undo the quote unquote damage. So just give yourself some credit that you've established patterns in your life that have really solidified over the years. And you, you have to know that it's gonna take a lot of work to change those patterns. Okay, one more Whole30 question. What's the best advice you can give someone going into their first Whole30? Plan ahead. Plan ahead. Go to Costco, buy all the food, and just stock your fridge like a mad woman. That's what I did. The the hardest thing about Whole30 is running into situations where you don't have a plan and you're really, really hungry. That's when you're going to fall off the wagon is when you – you know, find yourself in a situation where it's like you either go into like a hunger cave or you get you eat something off the plan. So always have snacks on hand, always have something ready to go. If you are, you know, if you think you're going to be at work late, put something in the crock pot, you know, like just plan ahead, plan ahead, plan ahead. And worst case scenario, you have a fallback plan that you don't need to use. Mm -hmm. Um, But like be just so strict about planning ahead. Yeah, and don't that was, ever think like, oh, I'll just cook that in the morning, no. or like, oh, I'll just, I'll just get lunch while on my way. Like, always, just be very vigilant about that. Yeah, I agree. I was, I was a mad woman in making sure that I was thinking two days ahead because if I didn't, yeah. I would be doing the same thing. I'd be like, just even eating apples and almond butter because that was like handy. I'm like, well, that's not the whole thirty. <laughs> no, it's not. That's kind of the not the point. Not the point. Um. Okay, let's move into some questions about marriage. Joy. As a fellow introvert myself, it is difficult being married. Is it difficult being married at times? Is your husband an introvert too? Are you able to get the amount of alone time you would like, or did you have to adjust? Any introvert hacks? I read this question. I kind of laughed. It, I would say it was difficult being married at the beginning because we both were kind of fighting against just fighting ourselves and figuring out how to work together as a as a couple. But especially as introverts, I would say Scott's. Yeah, Scott's an introvert as well. So. But we work together very well because he, I don't really care if he has to take alone time because I appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, I appreciate the alone time, but also he travels like when he was working certain schedules, he travels a lot. So we kind of get built in breaks. But I think what 
I'd say just to keep it brief is the the most important piece is to recognize that and appreciate that about your partner. So you're not taking it personal. So, you know, if mm-hmm. I need time and I'm kind of like, okay, I just need to chill. Sometimes I'll text Scott before I get home or I'll text him like, you know, if it's either at work or I'm having a tough day, I'll be like, hey, just a heads up. I need some time to just chill tonight. And he'll be like, okay, cool. And I'll get home and he'll go take JT for a walk. So he knows, like, I'll give him a heads up of like, this is gonna, this is what I need today because my brain's like pretty full. And so that way I'm not like walking in the door being like, oh, get out of my way. You know, it's like, hey, I already know this is going to be my mindset when I get home. Can you just like take JT out and like get away for 10 minutes or 20 minutes? (laughs) Yeah. And he doesn't take it personal. As an extrovert who's married to an introvert, that is something that's really helped because I think one thing that introverts maybe sometimes don't realize about extroverts is that we are not as intuitive as introverts typically are. And this is not for all extroverts. I'm sure there are a lot of very intuitive extroverts out there. But I think in general for extroverts, we have a harder time immediately recognizing what somebody needs emotionally than an introvert does. And so when an introvert you know, feels that way, they feel like they're not being like their needs aren't being recognized they can take that very personally whereas you know if it's, if that's coming from an extrovert it's like it's not that we're ignoring you it's just we're not even seeing that you know it's like it's not that we're looking at you and saying like oh my gosh this person is just so high maintenance it's like that 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 language literally just does not register for us that you know whatever that like vibe is that introverts can pick up on that they are a little bit more intuitive extroverts a lot of extroverts just don't have that and so um you know for me it's been really important for Brandon to this exact same thing to be very upfront and to like he has has had to recognize that I don't I don't I can't read his mind and I you know he can't expect me to assume that things are there that he has not vocalized and that has been huge so you know if he does need space or if he's feeling down or if he's you know whatever the the thing is it's become kind of the standard in our marriage like he has to vocalize that and then I will you know do whatever I can to help him and you know whatever way I can even if that's just giving him a lot of space which usually that is what it is um but I think that that's huge in something that a lot of introverts maybe don't realize right off the bat is the extroverts like we just don't have that sixth sense for when people need space because it's not um you know like what's what's what I'm looking for like it it doesn't come naturally to us because it's not something that we necessarily need and so it's just not in our kind of lexicon yeah okay um then somebody asked asked for me Claire how has having a child changed your marriage just you know, a light little question. <laughs> and then what have been your biggest struggles as a mom? Another just easy breezy hey, question. It's your turn to ask the serious question at the end of the at the end of the episode. I know. Um, how is having a child change your marriage? We have oh my gosh. Um honestly I think the biggest way that it's changed my marriage is that it's completely I mean, having a kid completely changes who you are because it completely changes it's like there is a room in your in just like your life that you turn the light on and you can never turn the light off like it's like you you break the seal on this completely other just version of love that you never knew you could you know like I you just can't explain it unless you've had kids which I know that sounds very kind of like you wouldn't know if you don't have kids but like it's not even trying to be you know like that but it's just literally like there's this specific type of love you have for your child that I don't care how much you love your dog. It's not the same. And once you break that seal, you can't ever go back. 
And I think going through that feeling with somebody and like, I think it's made us a lot more united because I know beyond a shadow, shadow of a, di- a doubt that like in this world, the m- number one most important thing to both of us is Miles. And so like that neither one of us has ever loved anything the way that we love him. And so it's just, I think, made me appreciate the type of person he is a lot more. You know, it's really fun seeing him as a dad. But I think really more just like having that shared experience um, has brought us a lot closer. Um, and then what is my biggest struggle as a mom? I struggle every day. <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me is, I mean, postpartum depression was no joke. Um, but kind of a, a apart from that, I think my biggest struggle is you know, just constantly wondering if I'm doing the right thing. And I think that's everybody. I think that's every parent. I think that's everybody in their life. But, um, you know, you're always worried, like, like, are we going to move to the right neighborhood that has the right schools? What if people don't like him? What if, you know, I didn't, what if I don't, like, what if the way that I give him, that I plate his dinner is like giving him food issues, like every single little thing. <laughs> so there, it's all a struggle. Yeah. Um, okay. We have a couple more kind of like quick light ones. Yeah. Um, Oh, where'd it go? I just had one. Everyone really likes the marriage hack questions. Yep. I feel like we talk about those all the time. Like, I, I know. don't have any new ones. Well, I would say uh, someone did ask a question about, I just want to add this. So someone asked a question about um, marriage hacks, I guess, podcast marriage hacks. And part of me took that question, like, how do we balance doing the podcast with marriage? Yeah. And I know we talked a little bit about that in episode 200. But something recently came up with Scott and I that I was like, oh, this is going to be really important. And I'll, I think we'll address it further in future episodes but you know the podcast has been picking up a lot of momentum and we've been scheduling a lot of things for the show and photo shoots and interviews and things of of that nature and um scott is uh you know he was just really like he's so supportive but i could tell that there were some times where he's like okay when are we gonna plan stuff and this year we haven't really been taking as many trips together because of the podcast and i have to say vacation days so i'm trying to balance trips for the podcast and then vacations with my family and vacations with him. And, and so um, that is something that we kind of had to step back and I was like, okay, I need to really prioritize us and how can we do that? But also it's not that he's asking that, but I could tell that things were getting a little more tense around like scheduling. And um, so I yeah. think that stepping back and being like, okay, I need to prioritize us first and then kind of do the podcast piece second and, the momentum was picking up to where I was like, oh, you understand this, right, Scott? And I kind of like making assumptions when really he's like, you know, this is a little too much. I really need your attention with some of these things. And so that's a fair thing. And so I think that, yeah. you know, that's a that's a piece that I think is really important to keep in check. But um, it recently came up and I was like, oh, yeah, I need to really deal with this. I think that's a good point. And I think um, it's just like anything, balancing anything, you know, like yeah. sometimes you kind of get carried away and you have to be reminded like what your priorities are. Um, okay, you both have coached before. How did you get started? What advice can you give to someone who's thinking about getting started? So for CrossFit, I'd say that was something that kind of evolved naturally just because I love CrossFit. But I, I've i been teaching classes pretty much my entire fitness life, I'd say starting in my 20s. And so it's something that I've always been involved in. And so coaching just comes naturally for me because I know so much about the body and movements and teaching group fitness. And so my coach's eye is always on and I it's it's like you can't turn it off and I really enjoy it even though I'm not coaching right now it's still always on (laughs) well I guess I'm coaching running club but but that's the the piece that I feel like is just it's just kind of like I can't not do it so if you're really feeling called to, to do it I'd say just start there's really no better way to get started than to just get into it and just start doing it because practice yeah, is what makes one, you better 
take your level one, super fun. You know, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to probably quickly decide whether or not this is something that actually is interesting for you. Like the level one seminar, if I could take that every weekend, I would. It was just so fascinating. So fun. And if you are sitting there like this is not interesting, then probably you don't need to be a coach. But if you love it, which you probably will, um, you know, I think then the next step is reach out either to, you know, your your coach. If you even if you know your gym isn't hiring, maybe reach out to your coach and say, hey, you know, I just got my level one. I'm interested in starting to coach. Could you reach out to some of your gym owner friends and see if they're looking for a part time coach or an intern or somebody to shadow? You definitely want to start by shadowing a little bit because you can't just dive right in. Maybe start by by coaching people one on one. Um, But, you know, I just got my first coaching job by posting on Facebook like, hey, I'm looking for a coaching job if anybody knows of anything. And within a day, I had, you know, several leads. So um, people, you know, gyms are always looking for coaches, especially coaches who just kind of want to coach one or two classes here and there because they always need people to fill gaps. So um, I think just put yourself out there. Um, Claire, how's Run Club going? Joy, you coach Run Club. Any advice for those that hate running? (laughs) <laughs> run club is going really hard i had a really hard workout this past week i didn't finish it i it was like it was nine rounds fast 200 moderate 200 fast 200 rest two minutes and i got to round six and i thought i was at round eight and i found out i was at round six and i just completely lost my mental game i just completely shut down i was just really struggling to keep my paces i felt like i was you know i don't know what it was like i just was kind of really doubting myself and like feeling sorry for myself a little bit probably. And my nutrition wasn't doing very well. I probably was dehydrated, like everything. I just was not well prepared, Mm -hmm. which is kind of embarrassing. Um, and I, you know, my coach was really great. Like I literally was like dry heaving. I was like seeing spots and he was like, okay, you know what? Just take a break. Like, I just want you to do one more lap when you're ready. And, um, I felt kind of like shit that I didn't finish and I felt like I'd let him down because he you know I think everybody knows how much I hate running and I kind of felt like I you know was committed to this and I mean I showed up and I did the best I could but Claire, if you did there's six always that thing rounds the- that's amazing are you kidding well, me I know I, I'm not saying that but like it just seemed like and I you know I know you can't compare yourself like everyone else kind of like did it and was like not a big deal and I'm over here like dry heaving and I just was embarrassed and um yeah I think so it was a tough week but this week is um more time focused like it's um i mean it's still you still have recommended paces but it's more like you know i think the first round is like 11 minutes and then you have a break you know so it's going to be a little bit easier i hope because i can kind of pick my pace a little bit better but last week was tough what is your advice for people who hate running well i would like to take a page from chris hinshaw's playbook and i remember when i did his seminar at the crossfit crossfit games last year he emphasize that running is a breathing sport not a leg sport and I think about that all the time now so instead of focusing on how tired your body is I just focus on my breathing and that has really helped me mentally because sometimes when you're running you're just like (gasps) you're not paying attention to your breathing you're listening to your body you're listening to your legs you're focusing on your arms you're oh my gosh my feet or my legs and so if you just focus on your breathing and your pacing with your breathing it kind of changes the game a little bit. So I would just say, start there. Just start there. 
All right, we got to wrap up. But I, can I do the one right. uh, really quick? Because I think it really is important that the girl who asked about finding a therapist, even though I know we wrote her back, I think it's important for yes. people to know. So I just want to, um, someone did ask that if you do want to seek help and talk to a therapist, how do you do that? And so um, I just want to do a quick plug if you are considering it. And I know it's really hard to reach out. And so trust me, any person you reach out to is going to be so grateful to have you walk through their door and helpful and they will do the rest. So all you need to do is walk in the door. Okay, you do not have to do therapy perfectly. You do not have to have a game plan. The therapist will do all the work as far as getting you started. But so don't be afraid about that. And don't and just don't put any expectations on that piece. But as far as finding a therapist, if you have insurance, I always tell people to go to your insurance website and see the providers that are covered, and then make a list of the providers that you kind of just get a good vibe for. Check out their websites, research their websites, see if they have a good personality on their website. I kind of, I really, in this day and age, I I just don't want to see a therapist that doesn't have a website. And so um, check that out and then just be reminded that you do not have to go with the first therapist that you find. It's really something that you must feel good and connected to that therapist. So that's the piece if you do have insurance. If you don't have insurance, you can go to any university has a clinic that they do. Um, the intern, or I'm sorry, the students ha- are supervised by uh, PhDs. So you are getting fairly good quality therapy for very just either sliding scale or no fee um, that is supervised by a PhD. And a lot of the times, um, you know, the, the therapists are really good. And so I, I, I had to do clinic when I was in grad school and I loved it and I thought it was a really cool thing. So just know that you have that option for any universities in your area. And there's also, you can just Google sliding scale fee therapists in your area. And typically they will be, there's going to be people who are willing to work with you if you don't have the funds to do it or, or, just like for out of pocket private practice, or if you do not have insurance. So I would just say and that I think piece. I would also emphasize that I like when, when you're looking for a therapist, don't be afraid to shop around. You're not going to hurt their feelings. No, if you don't like somebody. Don't feel like you have to go back to them. Not at all. Um, and you don't need to necessarily find someone who is going to be the right fit for you for your whole life. I've had multiple therapists. Oh yeah. I've seen in different phases of my life. So don't feel that pressure. You know, like if somebody is, the right fit for right now don't overthink it like just stay with that person until maybe you move on to a different phase in your life or your issue at the moment is resolved and you can kind of drop down to you know just doing maybe maintenance sessions like this doesn't have to be a huge commitment just it like I think people kind of get stuck um at least I do I always felt obligated to like be a good patient and stick with the same therapist even if I didn't like them or stick with them for a long time even if I felt like after a while I didn't need therapy anymore I was you know didn't need it as often like it's about you not about them yeah and I think also I'd say frequency people think that they have to go once a week and hey if you can only afford once a month or you even or I should say even have time for once a month or once every other week then that's fine it's just it, there's really no expectation other than you just have to make time for yourself and make it a priority and I think I'd say the biggest barrier is that people don't want to have the time or the money to do it so if you can just find someone who has very a very flexible schedule or have late hours or early hours if you don't have you know if you work during the day or they have weekend hours um, you know a lot of people will work with you on that and then I just I just want to emphasize like this is time for you and you will you will not regret it. You just will not regret it. It's such a good place to be. You have someone completely focused on you and bettering yourself. And uh, I think people just kind of look at it as like, oh, it's just a luxury and I don't have time for that. But um, the payoff is so, so worth it. All right. 
I think right. we covered a, quite a bit tonight. We did. I All right. Feel enlightened. We we help a lot of people, Claire. We just <laughs> such a big deal. We're such a big deal. Good thing we're so humble. Do you want to do a quick uh, plug for our t-shirts in Iceland? Um. Sadly, by the time this is released, I don't think our t-shirts are still going to be on pre-sale. Oh, no. Really? So, sorry if you missed that. Yeah, we're only oh. pre- doing pre-sale for a week. Oh. So, sorry if you missed our t-shirts. We will probably order a few extras. I'm glad I brought that up. Yep. Um, <laughs> Iceland. We are getting more details every day. Um, it will go live probably mid to late July. So, keep an eye out. We'll post it on our Facebook and on our Instagram. It will go out in our newsletter. So just be ready. Um, if you're not signed up for a newsletter, girlsgonewildpodcast.com forward slash newsletter it comes out the second Tuesday of every month. And we will be including a lot more details about the trip in our newsletter with that we won't release anywhere else until the launch is done. So, yeah, so you get um, super secret access. You get exclusive information. We will let you guys know prior to the date when the when we will launch it. We'll do that on Facebook and Instagram because we don't want people to be left out. Yeah. Um, but if you want the details about like kind of more of the trip details about accommodations and that kind of thing, the itinerary, we'll talk about that in our newsletter. So go sign up. Um, yeah, mid to late July will be when that goes on sale. And you will have the opportunity of two options. You can either pay in full when you book or you can pay a deposit and then book later. But um, there's not like a full payment plan per se. Like you can't like pay throughout the year. Um, and I'm not sure how far in advance that final payment is due. But anyway, there are some options. And it's May thirtieth, yeah. two thousand eighteen, through June third. Yep. yep, yep. That'll be so fun. I'm excited. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap up. And Claire Bear, anything yes, else? Joy. <laughs> anything else? This is like the longest day was yesterday. I'm really sad. Your post made me sad about like the days getting shorter. We're, we're not gonna focus on. Now. No, we're not gonna focus on that. No. Okay, it's gonna be ten seconds at a time. <laughs> ten seconds at a time. All right, that's it for this week. We'll see you guys later.